The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is David Johnson. He's the CEO of Strategic Vision, LLC, which is a public relations company that specializes in branding and crisis communications, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. He's appeared on CNN, CNBC, the Fox News Channel, a number of other major networks. He's here today to talk with us, as I said, about crisis communication, particularly as it applies to your brand. You may be a small business listener, but even small businesses can be impacted by crises and David will tell you what can happen, what the consequences could be, as well as what a crisis communication plan looks like and what you should and even importantly what you shouldn't do. So welcome to the show today, David. It's great to be on. Okay, now we all know crisis hits a company, it hits a celebrity, a politician. We're so familiar with that. And it seems like in this day and age with social media and news traveling and information traveling so quickly that it can just blow up in a matter sometimes of even minutes. And yet so many, um, and as I said, small businesses uh, often don't have crisis communication plans. But even, even some of these larger companies and some of these very well-known celebrities and politicians also at least don't seem to have a crisis communications plan either. So why is it that so many fail to have one in place? Well, every business, every brand, celebrity, politician, they always prepare for success. I mean, that's why you launch a public relations and advertising campaign to develop brand identity, to bring on new customers. But they never think what's going to happen if some kind of crisis hits. They're never prepared. The biggest mistake that a business, a brand, a celebrity makes is not having in place at least the key components of a crisis communications plan for when a disaster hits. And a disaster can come in any form, in any shape, and it can hit any size business, brand, from uh, the small ma and pa businesses to large Fortune 500 companies. And when it hits, that's when you're in the eyes of the storm and you really need to have the basis of a crisis communications plan. The problem is a lot of companies are scrambling to determine who's going to speak for the company. What is their policy? How are they going to address it when they should have done all this long before the crisis hits? Of course, you don't know when the crisis is going to hit or what it's going to be, but what you can do is develop the key components of a plan. Who's going to be your spokesperson? What is going to be the policy as far as social media, as far as Yelp reviews? What is the policy as far as letting your employees know what is going on? Mm -hmm. And then also game plan various scenarios that can happen to your business, to your brand. I mean, if you at least prepare, hey, this could happen or this could happen, you're better prepared when it does happen. For small businesses, a lot of times, one of the biggest things can be an irate customer that you cannot please that just continues to go after you and begins posting on Yelp, on social media, and creates what we're calling more and more internet vigilantism. And what internet vigilantism is, 
when you have someone who's angry because they feel like your business, your brand has done something wrong, they take the social media to the internet, posting about your company, posting about the owner of the company, and a mob mentality often follows in which they begin posting, they begin doing things about that company, about that brand, to the point that the business is overwhelmed by this irate customer. And all their, especially if you're a small business, all of your attention is going and dealing with that one customer and trying to shut them down. Exactly. And I want to come back and talk more in depth about Yelp reviews a little bit later in the show. Right now, let's go back to when you were talking about the importance of having a crisis communications plan in place, because as you say, you never know when this is going to hit or what form it's going to take either. And if you haven't appointed your spokesperson, if you haven't uh, thought about various contingencies and various scenarios, you're going to spend those precious first several hours or even days trying to get that in place while in the meantime the crisis is escalating. So um, you talk about why the first 72 hours are so important and how it defines what the public is going, the opinion that the public is going to form and how it will roll out. So why is that first 72 hours in particular so important? Well, it's very important because the first 22 hours sets the narrative. Actually, the first 24 hours, the story goes out. Uh, the media is looking for your response. Social media is waiting for your response. It's all above. You, if you're not prepared, if you're not ready to address the issue right away, you're losing several news cycles, and the story is getting away from you. The person who's complaining about you, the situation that you're embroiled in, becomes the story. And other people, so-called experts, are talking about this crisis, how you should be dealing with it, what you're not doing, and you lose the narrative. The narrative shifts from you being in control, addressing it on your own terms, to other people sending the narrative. You're playing catch-up ball. That's why it's so critical to have the basic components and get your story out right away. Address the issue. If you're not prepared... Other people are doing it for you. Exactly. Uh, You know, one of the things that I have seen, again, even major brands do when the press comes calling and they're not prepared, or maybe they're scared, I'm not sure which, they'll say no comment. Do you advise, if even if you're not prepared, do you advise saying no comment, or do you have a better recommendation for those times? The worst thing you want to say is no comment. Saying that makes a lot of people feel that you're guilty, that you're guilty of this wrongdoing. Uh, A lot of times what we see is lawyers argue that all the time. Uh, Make no comment. Say nothing about this situation because they're always worried about the lawsuits that are going to follow. The PR people, of course, are worried about getting your story out, preserving your reputation. The thing that I would advise and I advise clients to do is if your lawyers are saying, look, You cannot address this issue right now because of pending litigation. Just say to the media, we're looking into the situation and we will be addressing it shortly. That at least gets something out rather than no comment. In this day and age, the media perceives no comment as being guilty. Who do you think... um recently. Obviously, we know about all of the the situations of of companies and people who handle uh, these kinds of things poorly, but what are some success stories when it comes to crisis communications? 
Well, I can think of two. Uh, one was last year, Jonah Hill. He made some off-color remarks, and people began criticizing him. Right away, he addressed the issue. He apologized. He went on late-night TV, which, of course, is the audience that really is attracted to a celebrity like Jonah Hill. Mm -hmm. He apologized for what he said, and the situation died down. It was, became a non-story. A corporation that did a very good job as far as addressing a crisis in the very beginning was General Motors last year with Mary Vera. Mm -hmm. She took responsibility. She addressed the situation. She put a human face on General Motors. And beyond that, she also addressed all the key stakeholders. Now, a lot of times that's not done. Businesses always think about you know, addressing their customers, maybe investors, the news media, but they forget their employees. They forget the vendors they're dealing with. Mary Barra, when she dealt with that GM crisis last year, addressed every single stakeholder, the investors, the general consumers, policymakers, the media, employees, their vendors, and their dealership owners. And that was smart. She kept everyone in the loop, knowing what was going on. And by doing so, she was able to defuse a bad situation that could have been even worse. Yeah, I think you hit on two key points with each of those examples. The first, um, with Jonah Hill, I, America loves an apology. Uh, it, it doesn't always work, but the vast majority of cases, if somebody owns up to their mistake, everybody is usually within a short period of time willing to move on and forget about it, you know, give people a second chance. Uh, so that, that's one thing there, uh, just own up to it. The second thing in, in the GM example, you talked about in addressing every stakeholder, she put a human face on the company. And it is so easy in this day of hiding behind your Facebook identity or your Twitter identity. Uh, it's kind of like drivers in a car who will go along and, you know, shake their fist or give somebody the finger, and they would never do that to somebody's face. But there's that anonymity that is created. And uh, when, when you put a human face on things, I think it makes it more difficult for people to come back at you, too. I mean, thoughts there? Oh, it really does. And see, what was so great, too, with Mary Barra, not only did she put a human face on it, General Motors for years had the reputation of moving slower than turning around an aircraft carrier. <laughs> and she addressed it, and not only was she a human face, she was a female face that people usually do not associate with General Motors. Mm -hmm. She put a human warmth into the General Motors perception when we usually think of old, white, middle-class uh, men. Exactly. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're visiting here with David Johnson, the CEO of Strategic Vision. He's talking with us about crisis communication and the importance of having the key components of a crisis communications plan in place before the crisis communications occurs. When we get back, we're going to be visiting with David some more and talk about some of those key components in more detail. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. 
Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Breakfast. A time to bring your family together over thick-cut, slow-smoked farmland bacon. And savory, delicious farmland breakfast sausage. Every strip, every patty and link brings the sizzle. Breakfast is served. Come and get it. Farmland. Passion for pork since 1959. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Thinking Bigger Business Media is accepting nominations for the 15th annual 25 Under 25 Awards. These prestigious awards recognize 25 outstanding businesses with under 25 employees. We're looking for dynamic Kansas City area for-profit companies with under 25 employees that have been in business at least three years and have shown steady growth, a commitment to the community, and an ability to overcome challenges. If your company or a company you do business with qualifies for the 25 Under 25 Awards, fill out a nomination form online at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com or call 913-432-6690 for details. Self-nominations are encouraged. Apply now. Nominations close October 9th for 25 Under 25. Don't wait. Nominate. Visit 25under25.com to nominate your business. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're talking here this morning with David Johnson, the CEO of Strategic Vision LLC. And he's been talking with us about why the first 72 hours of any kind of crisis, public crisis situation in particular, is important for shaping the public narrative about that crisis. And you cannot take that proactive stance unless you have a crisis communications plan in place. So David, you, you kind of rattled off a laundry list of things that a crisis communications plan should contain in the first half of the show, but let's dive a little deeper. What, what would be the first step that you should take in a crisis communications plan and formulating one? Well, the very first step is who's going to be your spokesperson? The best case scenario in this day and age is to have the owner, the president of the company, the CEO 
be the spokesperson because that person is generally the spokesperson during the positive times, so they need to be the spokesperson during the negative times as well. One of the biggest mistakes we see companies, especially smaller companies, make is in the very beginning trying to determine who should be the spokesperson. Should it be the owner of the company? Should it be perhaps your lawyer? Should they hire an outside PR person? No, it needs to be the owner, the CEO, the president, the public face of the company. It's not always about the company. I guess maybe spend a minute talking about that. Sometimes if it's the owner of the company or some very prominent stakeholder in the company and there's some sort of a personal offense, let's say a drunken driving charge or, you know, some sort of uh, abuse or, um, you know, you can think of all kinds of different things. And then that also reflects poorly on the brand because they are the face of the brand. What do you do in those situations when it's not really the company that committed the offense, but it's somebody that represents the company or is integral to the company? What you want to do in a situation like that is really have a policy in place that addresses that, separates the personal behavior from the professional behavior. If that person is actually the public face of the company or very prominent, have someone else speaking for the company during this crisis, a secondary spokesperson. Then the next step is what kind of policy should the company have in place for the media phone calls, because mm-hmm. we know the media is going to be calling. Right. You want your employees to know how to handle that. That means a lot of times reporters will call up and try to chit-chat with whoever answers the phone <laughs> yes. uh, to see if they can get some information from that person. You want to have a policy in place that employees know not to do that. Just strictly direct it to whoever is handling the call, who is handling and addressing the issue, or to at least take a message, but not to engage in idle chit-chat. Then one of the other things you want to do that a lot of companies fail to do and they're caught flat-footed is map out different situations that could get cause a crisis for your company. It could be something as simple as, you know, an irate customer. Someone who's not happy begins going on the Internet, begins contacting your local media. How do you deal with that? To something really major, uh, say like an oil spill, a fire, employee misconduct. You need to map this out and map out how are you going to address each issue so that you have the basic bullet points that when this crisis does hit, you at least know in your mind you've formed an an idea of how you're going to address it. Then the most important thing is how do you deal with social media? Mm -hmm. A major mistake a lot of companies do is they're addressing the crisis in traditional media, but they're not hitting social media. Um... For example, SeaWorld was hit uh, and has been hit with uh, allegations about how they uh, train their uh, orca whales. Yes. They were being hit nonstop. They were dealing with it in the traditional media, but on their social media, all they were doing was promoting, you know, come visit SeaWorld, come <laughs> see our whales, discounts. What you want to do is address the crisis on your social media as well. All of your forms and outlets of media communication need to have the same message. The other thing with social media, you don't want to delete comments that might be critical of you. If they're profane, if they're abusive, yes, delete those. But if someone's questioning you or addressing the crisis, what you want to do is leave that there and then respond to it with your prepared response. Because if you begin deleting these uh, people who are you know, posting about the crisis, asking questions, 
that becomes the media story as well. Because over time, the media will become exhausted from the initial crisis, but they'll look for other angles to keep the story alive. And one of the best ways to do that is, hey, look, they're deleting all these comments, people asking questions about this crisis. That becomes the story. Yeah, they must have something to hide. Exactly. <clears throat> they, exactly. Or they... You talked about the importance of having a spokesperson and especially for a smaller business, somebody uh, such as the owner who has already been the public face of the company in good times that people have developed a rapport with that has uh, a trust factor in place so that when they speak in the crisis situation, there is already some trust established as opposed to somebody that uh, the public has seen for the first time. But you also address, and that, that seems like that would be more of of a traditional media type of role. When you just spoke about social media, oftentimes the owner of the company uh, doesn't have any idea what it is that they should be doing there. So are you talking talking about multiple levels of training here? Even, even so far as when you said the person who, the main person who's answering the phone to get them to know better than to engage in chit-chat. So are you talking about uh, media training or communications training on a variety of levels? Yes, I am. You want them trained at all levels. And a lot of times, look, the owner doesn't need to be posting on social media. They can have an employee do it, but it needs to be the same consistent response they're giving out with the regular media. Okay. So making sure that those are all in alignment. And then when it comes to social media, too, again, it's, you, you can go into work today and a seemingly routine encounter with a customer because, as we all know, you're, you, you might please 99% of the people, but there's always going to be somebody who you cannot please. And that person can seriously, uh, if they're offended enough and they're so inclined to go out on social media, they can take down your brand in the blink of an eye. So, so you just have to be prepared for these even seemingly routine encounters that can explode on you every night. What are some of the other things that a brand should know after the crisis has, the, the initial part of the crisis has passed? What are some of the other cleanup types of things that they need to do to ensure that everything really is settled down and taken care of? What they need to do is they need to evaluate how do they handle this crisis, what things could they have done better, and then they need to map out a forward strategy of moving beyond the crisis of what are the next steps. When I talk next steps, you know, how do they move away from it? What new initiatives for the company? What new sales procedures? What new policies are they putting in place and get that message out so it gets away from the crisis onto the future of the company? One of the things that you talked about earlier uh, in the first half of the show, was Yelp and the bad reviews that can just multiply there in these types of situations. In this cleanup process, is there, I mean, those things live forever. Is there anything that you can do as a company to go back and mitigate some of those responses so that people who come, you know, a year from now and maybe the memory of the crisis has faded, but there they go, they're back on Yelp and those bad reviews pop right back up. Is there anything that afterwards you can do to, uh, you've said not to take things down, but is there anything you can do to keep the damage from reoccurring every time somebody comes out there, even a year, years later? Yes, one of the things is see if Yelp will remove these reviews. Sometimes they will because they do have policies in place. Uh, write a rebuttal on Yelp 
to these negative reviews. And also, if they're very severe, what you might want to do, and I've seen companies do this, is actually have a page on their website addressing the negative reviews that people find on Yelp. Hmm. I've seen that employed numerous times now because with Yelp, a lot of what a lot of businesses believe with Yelp is they will keep posting these negative reviews unless you pay them. Whether that's right. true or not is up for debate. You have heard that but too. But if these reviews are affecting your company, if you see that and if you're being questioned when you have new business prospects, what you want to do is try to head it off right away and post something on your website that addresses this issue. It sounds like everything that you have talked about comes down to one common denominator, and that is to be proactive. You can't necessarily be proactive about the crisis occurring to begin with because, you, like I said, seemingly inconsequential encounters can blow up on you. And But you need to proactively anticipate that that's going to happen in whatever form. And then you need to proactively have a communications plan in place, and you need to be proactive about owning up to the crisis and on down the line at every step of the way is to not shy away from from um, what is occurring because that is the worst thing that you can do. And if somebody would like to know more about how to f- deal with crisis communications or would like to find out more about the services that you offer, David, how would they do that? They can go to strategicvision.biz, B-I-Z. All right, strategicvision.biz. Thank you so much for your time today, and uh, let's hope that none of our listeners actually have to implement a plan that they've already designed after listening to your advice today. I hope they don't either. (laughs) And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your company, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.